you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. everybody it's monday november 27th 2023 welcome to the nfl fantasy football show it's me your man mg marcus grant joined by michael f florio coming up on the show today we've got our biggest takeaways from week 12 is it time to panic on cooper cup we'll let you know plus we're also breaking down some of the top performers and biggest disappointments of the week good thanksgiving weekend for you aside from your team Losing? Uh, well, I'm going to focus on the 40 fantasy points I got from Josh Allen right, in that game. But besides that week, that part of the weekend, yeah, it was a very good Thanksgiving weekend. Nice to uh, to not be here for a couple of days yeah. to recharge for the final, the playoff push and all that. How about you? How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. You know, I got to spend some time with the family, eat lots of good food. I still have a lot of leftovers. That's my job for the next couple of days is plowing through as much of that <laughs> as I possibly can. Um, and not having to be here when the building was evacuated in the middle of red zone. Uh, on Sunday, which uh, I know for I'm sure for a lot of you had your your <laughs> Twitter timeline spinning uh, a little bit with Scott Hansen doing his best to uh, bring you every single touchdown, despite having to go outside for a few minutes, apparently. Uh, anyway, we are inside and we are going to give you a lot of fantasy goodness for the next little bit or so. We got the biggest takeaways from week 12 top performers, some disappointments. But we will start, as we always do, with some fantasy headlines and one. That popped up uh, as uh, at least on the West Coast as we were waking up this morning. The Panthers have dismissed their head coach, Frank Reich, uh, not even through a full season. He doesn't even make it one full season as the head man in Carolina. The Panthers uh, have only won one game this season. It has not been a very good year for them, Florio. I don't really know what to say about it because this is a team that doesn't have a ton of talent. They haven't really given us much from a fantasy perspective. I don't know that a head coaching change, especially this late in the season, is going to make a big impact one way or another. The only real impact I think it has is Adam Thielen was the only Panther that we could trust with any sort of confidence in fantasy. And he had been before yesterday where I know he gave you a dud over 20 fantasy points per game when Frank Reich was calling plays just 11 per game when he wasn't. So 
it might now be just like you cannot start any Carolina Panther in fantasy football land. Yeah, pretty much might be that point uh, in this point in the season. So uh, obviously more will come of that when we get later on into the season and the offseason. But for now, Frank Reich is out of a job in Carolina. Staying in the NFC South, though, a little bit of injury news. Chris Olave uh, had to leave the Saints loss to Atlanta with a concussion. Rashid Shahid was forced out of the game with a thigh injury. So the Saints are just seeing their pass catchers dropping like flies over the course of the game. Anybody left that is possibly on waivers that interests you in that New Orleans offense? Uh, I mean, those two, we're very much hoping that they could be back uh, as soon as possible. But outside of them, no other receiver had more than three targets yesterday. Uh, It was the tight ends getting more involved in Taysom Hill and and Jawan Johnson. So Taysom's rostered, but you could grab Jawan Johnson maybe as a tight end streamer this week. But yeah, like A.T. Perry, maybe, but I I don't really think so. A.T. Perry is a deep league pull. I think I had him as a deep dive waiver wire pick on Fantasy Live last week, but this is... I mean, you're talking deep, deep leagues at this point, and you are looking for a depth that hard to imagine there's going to be anybody really out there. Michael Thomas, I you know, should have mentioned as well, is is on injured reserve, so he's out for the next few weeks. Um, not that he was a big-time fantasy producer for you anyway, so very few options in New Orleans at the moment. We'll keep an eye on the status of both Olave and Shahid uh, as we get later into the week. Time to dig into some of the things we learned, though, from week 12. Still one more game to be played. It's the Bears and the Vikings on Monday Night Football. But uh, we have a whole lot of things that we learned, uh, mostly focusing on Sunday. Of course, we had games going back to Thursday as well. But uh, what is one of the big things you took out of what you saw this weekend? Devin Singletary officially stole the job from Damian Pierce. Um, I, I know it was something that we were talking about on this pod and on other shows uh, the last couple of weeks, like how well Dami- uh, Devin Singletary had been playing with Damian Pierce sideline, but it was like, we have to make sure that this happens once Pierce returns. And boy, did it. 81% of the snaps went to Devin Singletary. Only six carries, but 32 routes, seven targets. Uh, He went for 72 yards, had a long catch and run. And this was in a tough matchup. The Jaguars have allowed the fewest rushing yards to running backs this season in a game where they were playing catch up. So to see him heavily used in the passing game, we know that he will get more groundwork when the game script is a little bit more favorable. I think Devin Singletary is someone you could start with confidence moving forward. And Damian Pierce just, he has to hit your bench. That's solely what he is good for now. He's got to hit the bench. And again, this is another thing in shallower leagues. You probably go to the waiver wire yeah. at this point. I mean, it was one thing. Okay, Devin Singletary's getting all this work. We'll see what happens when when Pierce comes back. Uh, just I think it was the snaps forty nine to eleven, I believe, something like that <laughs> yesterday. I mean, it was all Devin Singletary, and he's starting to run more routes. He had seven targets. It looks like it might be a wrap for Damian Pierce, and that's one that I will take the L on because I was big on him this year uh, in Cincinnati. We were wondering how it might work with the pass catchers and Jake Browning, a quarterback. And right now it looks like it might be Jamar Chase and really nobody else. Uh, Chase had a team high four catches for 81 yards. And the thing about it is of those four catches, a couple of them came on tipped passes. So even that wasn't easy for Jamar Chase in this one. I mean, everything was contested. It was hard to get a lot of good targets from this offense. Look, maybe it will get better for Jake Browning, but I can't imagine he's going to be able to sustain multiple pass catchers. It was a little bit of what you suspected, too, that they may lean on Joe Mixon. Uh, He had a decent game, had a lot of touches. 
I, I, I can't trust Tyler Boyd. We'll see what happens when T. Higgins is back. But it's just hard to think that this passing offense is going to go much deeper than Jamar Chase right now. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, Mixon and Chase were the only Bengals with over 30 yards yesterday, and even Mixon had such a... It, it was one long catch and run. It was brutal uh, overall for... This Bengals offense goes from being one of the very best in the league with Joe Burrow to almost unusable for fantasy without him. Yeah, it, it's been a rough year uh, for the folks in Cincinnati. Speaking of wide receivers, uh, you have worries about one a little bit closer to where we are. Yeah, right, right across the way, Cooper Cup there. Uh, his first two games back, 118 yards, 148 yards. In his last five games combined, 127 yards. Just 12 catches in those five games. I don't think it's a Cooper Cup issue. Like, yes, I think it's fair to assume that he is not 100% healthy. We saw him exit a game a couple weeks ago. Uh, he's been dealing with this ankle issue. But... He is one of the higher uncatchable target rates in the league this year. Matthew Stafford just has not been uh, what he has been in the past. And even like yesterday on a big Matthew Stafford game, it's all going through Kyron Williams. And that is what scares me, that the Rams offense looks its best when it's running through Kyron Williams this year. So that could mean it's time to worry about Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup moving forward. In fact, great schedule the rest of the way. I think there's still guys that you start. But yeah, they're they're not the wide receiver ones that they were early in the year. No, and it's just it's been a really frustrating year for Matthew Stafford too. It just doesn't seem to be. Uh, like you said, you had a good game yesterday. Before that, it just it hasn't really come together for him. Uh, last thing, do the Steelers have a functional offense now? It's weird. They they get rid of Matt Canada, and you kind of wondered, okay, well, what's going to change? Well, what changed? They didn't score a lot of points, but they moved the ball. Over 400 yards of offense for the first time since week two of 2020. It had been a string of 58 games in a row with fewer than 400 yards of total offense. Uh, they were getting the ball to their playmakers. Kenny Pickett had his best passing day of the year, 278 yards, I believe the total number was. Uh, Najee Harris, nearly 100 rushing yards. Pat Fryermuth is back. The Muth got loose for over 100 uh, receiving yards this past week. Yes, the points are not there necessarily, but you figure you figure in Deontay Johnson's going to get his. George Pickens had a couple of big plays in the passing game. Maybe now, Florida, we can start to buy into the Steelers' offense a little bit more. Yeah, like I, I don't think we're ever going to be bullish on Kenny Pickett or anything like that, but it, it at least makes Pickens and Deontay startable. Like Deontay had a touchdown that should have been a touchdown yesterday go through his hands. Uh, Najee and, and Warren looked better. I expect those running backs to go off next week against the Cardinals, especially. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. To, that, is this, is, does that count as a James Conner revenge game uh, against the Steelers? It should. Right? It's a James Conner revenge game next week. Uh, we'll talk about that, though, later on in the week. In the meantime, uh, we got plenty more to talk about. We'll go through some of the highs and lows of week 12. We got top performers, some disappointments coming up next on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Look at the top performers for Week 12 with the Monday night game still to come. Josh Allen doing Josh Allen things. 339 passing yards, couple of touchdowns, 81 rushing yards, and two more touchdowns on the ground. Nearly 40 fantasy points for him. Welcome back, Kyron Williams. 143 rushing yards, another 61 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns, 38.4 fantasy points in his return. Tyreek Hill is still Tyreek Hill. Nine catches for a buck two and a score that gives you over 25 points. Pat Fryermuth, nine catches for 120 yards, 21 points for the Muth. By the way, uh, to our pal Jake Seeley, Air Fryer, not digging it. We can't. We, we got <laughs> we to gotta move away from that. Uh, Blake Groupie, who was pretty much the offense for the Saints. Five field goals, 17 points there, and the Dolphins defense taking advantage of Tim Boyle and the Jets. Seven sacks, two interceptions, and a touchdown, which came in the most hilarious fashion, a 99-yard pick six on a Hail Mary. Big day for the Dolphins defense there, 21 points. But uh, let's talk some of the top performers because two weeks in a row, Bijan is actually getting into the mix. Like... I don't want to get too excited, but maybe, maybe Arthur Smith's starting to, to come around to our point of view. I hope so. Like, all right. In the first quarter yesterday, there was a third and fourth down where they used Algier and Patterson. Oh, I think it was Angol over Bijan. And I was like coaching malpractice all the way. <laughs> then he kind of fixed it. 63% of the snaps, 16 carries, six targets. Uh, Bijan goes for over 120 total yards. A touchdown gives you 27 fantasy points. And the thing is, like, next week they get the Jets. They are, they should throw the ball less than 10 times against the Jets. Like, they should just <laughs> run the ball nonstop. Then they get the Bucks, the Panthers, Colts, and Bears is how uh, Bijan ends his fantasy season. So I know he hasn't been what we've wanted him to be up until this point. The last two weeks are very encouraging. He could still be a hundred percent, a league winner with the schedule that he has moving forward. Just needs a little bit more work and he's been getting it as of late. He's getting 20 or more opportunities in back-to-back games and had his biggest fantasy game of the season this past week. So hopefully, hopefully, uh, Arthur Smith's starting to see it our way. That'd be great. Uh, I mentioned Kyron Williams having a huge day and welcome back. I know the talk coming into the week was that maybe he was going to be limited. What would he have done if he were limited? He had over 200 scrimmage yards, six catches, a couple of touchdowns, looked great uh, after coming back from the injury. Yeah, we saw Royce Freeman kind of get in there when Kyron needed to catch his breath a little bit, but there should be no doubt that he is the RB1 in Los Angeles, that Sean McVay is going to use him as much as possible. So, I mean, look, Daryl Henderson was released. You can move on from him. Royce Freeman, if you were somehow holding on to him, I don't see him getting a ton of opportunities. I know he had a touchdown late in that game, uh, but that feels like that production is going to be hard to buy into. Kyron Williams is back 
and you can start him with any level of confidence. Also, maybe we don't listen to Sean McVay when he says guys are limited at this point. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, Calvin Ridley, maybe the Zay Jones things are true, right? That maybe when Zay Jones is there, maybe Calvin Ridley is a thing because it's another week where he, he picked it up and played well. I will fully admit, I was kind of skeptical on that narrative. Um, I, I used it as a reason in my Stardom Cinema article. I'm not, I'm not going to say I didn't, but I was like, is it really all due to Zay Jones? But now there's five games with Zay Jones, 24.1, 5.2 fantasy points, 20.6, 30.1, 21.9. At some point it's like, okay, he's top 20 in four of those five games. Maybe there is something to this, but he had zero at halftime. And then exploded in the second half. And that's why I was so excited for Calvin Ridley coming into the year. He could put up points so quickly in chunks as as a downfield threat, as a red zone threat. It's starting to come together for him for this Jaguars passing attack. Don't look at the schedule too much. Like next week is a favorable matchup against the Bengals. Then it's Browns, Ravens, Bucks is a very good matchup. Panthers is a very good matchup. So two hard ones, then two very easy ones to end the fantasy season. But Calvin Ridley maybe could make up for his early season struggles and kind of push people over the top. Very well could. Uh, and I was worried. I, I told somebody to start Ridley. And I was very nervous in the first half. In the second half, I felt a little bit better about that decision. Uh, along with Calvin Ridley, though, his quarterback is starting to get hot too. Trevor Lawrence uh, has had two of his better games back to back. I don't think it's a coincidence that some of it has had to do with some of his rushing production. He is running the football. Uh, had a rushing score this past week. Had a couple of rushing touchdowns the week before. Uh, look, he's not going to be confused with Jalen Hurts or uh, Lamar Jackson or anybody like that, but he can do just enough. He is a big body quarterback. You see there him stretching the ball out over the goal line. He can do enough with his legs that he gives you some of those extra points. And then, as you mentioned, getting Calvin Ridley involved. Uh, it was a decent Evan Ingram game. Christian Kirk's having another great year, just starting to kind of get hot. And I don't know. Maybe this is a Trevor Lawrence thing where the back half of the season things come together because it it looks like it's starting to happen for the second year in a row. But now all that narrative, all that excitement we had about uh, Trevor Lawrence coming into the season looks like it's actually starting to come to fruition there. So uh, that's great. On the other side of that game, uh, the I mean, the Texans Jaguars, it was a really fun game. Jacksonville hangs on to get the win by the slimmest of margins. A Matt Amendola field goal doinks. Off the crossbar, another foot or so, and the Texans probably win that game. But nonetheless, another good week for the Houston Texans receivers. Amendola is kind of like the Tim Boyle of kickers where I'm like, if you can't make a 50-yarder, why are you in the NFL? <laughs> but he almost made a 50-yarder. I'll give him credit for that. Yeah, the, the Texans wide receivers are just must-start options each and every week. Like, they have a tough matchup next week. I don't care. CJ Stroud is rewriting every single week. You could pick a new stat that he has just completely shattered the rookie record in. Uh, he should be an MVP candidate. hundred percent tank Dell, uh, five or more catches, 50 or more yards and a touchdown in four straight games. The only other player to do that this year is Tyreek Hill. Nico Collins is showing us that he has such a high ceiling. When Noah Brown returns, he has a high ceiling. Dalton Schultz, like start all of your Texans pass catchers. Start Devin Singletary. This is one of the best offenses in football. I don't care that it's very young and there's rookies and all of that. They're getting it done each and every week. You need to play them all in fantasy. Yeah. At this point, I don't know that you have an excuse to not play Dell or Collins. Uh, I mean, which means I know I'm going to get like a whole bunch of tweets this week. Like, (laughs) should I play Tank Dell or, you know, I don't know. Who's your Tyreek Hill? Like play them both. Like, I don't know. Figure it out. Uh, Rasheed Rice. Uh, we've been waiting for Rasheed Rice to have a big game, and he's been on the verge, it felt like, for a number of weeks, and it finally happened 
on Sunday against the Raiders. Uh, season high in catches, season high in receiving yards, had a touchdown as well. Uh, we have all sort of admitted for the last few weeks that he is the wide receiver one in Kansas City. Not the number one pass catcher. That's always going to be Travis Kelsey. But he's the wide receiver one there. And it's starting to pop a little bit. And really for the Chiefs, couldn't come at a better time as they are right now still the two seed in the AFC trying to get that uh, that number one seed uh, and, and have everything go through Arrowhead. But nonetheless, they need their wide receivers to step up and make plays. And it looks like Rasheed Rice is doing it. And you can feel a little bit more confident about him uh, for the rest of the season, having him in your starting lineup, because that was sort of the thing that I think we were worried about. It was like it was a thing where you know he was playing well enough for us to consider putting him in the lineup, but not well enough that you felt super confident about it. Maybe now we can have a little bit more confidence about it. Starting we'll to get more routes, snaps, yeah. targets, everything. Like, and they they need him to step up, and he is. He's absolutely stepping up when they need him the most. Uh, those are the guys who we were happy with. Now the guys that we were unhappy with. Um, Jalen Warren. It was supposed to be a Jalen Warren week, and it, it turned out to be a Najee Harris week. Huh? Yeah, it, it first game with the new OC there for for Pittsburgh, and Pickett goes on to have a season high in passing yards. Najee has a season high in rushing yards. They snapped their horrendous 58-game streak without 400 yards, but it didn't lead to a lot of production for Jalen Warren, and that was a little bit disappointing because this was a game that this the game script was there for him to have a big game. It was a close game throughout. He got a lot of volume, but I, I think you should feel better about the, the usage than the stats show there. Uh, they split snaps pretty much him and Najee Harris. They split carries and Warren was the one getting used more in the passing game. So while Harris had more yardage and had the touchdown there, I don't think a whole lot has changed in this backfield. Like they're almost a pointing Spider-Man gif. And I, I would actually rather have Jalen Warren than Najee Harris because he's getting the passing down work and he is the more explosive option. But next week they get the Cardinals. The get right spot for both of them. You're starting both of them, especially with six teams on by. So it was a disappointing week for Jalen Warren, but just breathe. There's better days ahead. Yeah, I think there are better days coming. And I do think it, it may end up alternating between who has the big weeks back, back and forth. Uh, that'll be frustrating, but at least both of them seem to be relatively productive. So, so that's a plus. Uh, Saquon was a disappointment this week. And I mean, that, that game was not fun to watch. We, we didn't think that game was going to be fun to watch between the Giants and the, the Patriots. And it was not fun to watch. But I did think we would get more than the uh, 6.2 points that we got out of Saquon this week. Because we saw the week before, uh, Tommy DeVito realized that he's got to get him involved. They were giving him targets. He had touchdowns. Uh, this week, it was DeVito taking shots downfield and, and giving us a fun little celebration and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and so Saquon didn't get to participate in any reindeer games. Um, he's still Saquon. Yeah, I mean, we got the we got the the coolest celebration in, in football. In my yeah, this, opinion. Is, this, this is it. This is the thing now. <laughs> Thanks to Tommy DeVito. Look, Saquon is such the ceiling is so high that you're never going to not start Saquon. Um, but hopefully he starts getting involved more the rest of the way. That's yeah, I think <laughs> that's kind of who he is now with Tommy DeVito, the, the very high ceiling, but very low floor kind of player because the Giants are these are the games the Giants are going to play most weeks where like they get a touchdown or two. And if it doesn't go to Saquon, you're probably like going to be a little disappointed. in fantasy. Yeah, um, you know, it's weird to think that the Giants and Chargers have the exact same number of wins when those two teams uh, have very different outlooks coming into the season. 
but here we are. The Chargers quarterbacks doesn't, hey, he's not throwing the hands up. Though. He's not throwing the hands up. Uh, he's throwing up the hand with a splint on it, maybe something <laughs> like that. That's about it. That'll do it for this edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Show. Be sure to listen tomorrow. We are diving into the players with the best and worst fantasy playoff schedules. Plus, Matt O'Connor is going to drop by with his top waiver wire targets of the week. Stay happy, safe, and healthy. Do good and live well. We'll talk to you again real soon. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins.